right, advertiser time. So, first off, our OG sponsor, Sinister Jerky. Use code KINGDOM, that's K-I-N-G-D-O-M, at checkout at www.sinisterjerky.com. Grab yourself a nice little discount. And also, this podcast is powered by Balls Garara. Grab life by the balls. And with that said, let's go on to the podcast. All right, welcome back to Castle Comms. Well, today we have our friend Isaac back to talk about Warhammer. And me and him have decided to start a book club. So we have started our first Warhammer novel together. We've read lots of books separately. This one together we have read of the Horus Heresy book 18, which they really should have made it 19 because of the Raven Guards. Chapter number is 19. So we did Deliverance Loss of the Horus Heresy, and holy fuck, what an amazing book to start with. So before we dive into it super deeply, I have to know, Isaac, what were your initial impressions with the initial chapter of them like getting their shit pushed into this event? I think it really put it into perspective like how devastating Isvan really was. I loved how they showed Angron on the planes, like trying, like saying how what he was gonna do to Korax, like goading for Korax's blood. And Korax saying, like, you know, dying to Angron would be okay. Like it'd be a fitting end. Maybe I'll even kill him, but I'll probably die after the fact. So Korax like, is already resenting like already residing himself to die. Yeah, he, he was like, all right, boys, we're, we're done. We might as well take this motherfucker out while we can. Right, and he was so like, goddamn Logar. Why couldn't I have killed Logar? <laughs> like, out of everything that happened, everything could still happen if I'd have just been able to kill that fuck. But a very interesting thing upon Isidan was uh, when Conrad Kurz stops the Raven from killing Logar, Everyone is always like, he was afraid of Kurz. And then they said that, like, oh, no, he wasn't afraid of Kurz. He he was just, he had, his weapons were broken. Like, you know, his weapons may have been broken at that point, just, you know, fighting countless people in Istvan. But I, part of him, he hates Kurz. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Primarch hate another Primarch to this degree. Yeah, Perturabo hates Dorn, But Perturabo is very vocal There's about his... There's a level his- of respect there. Exactly. There is no level of respect that he has to Curse, and that's because he is afraid he's going to turn into Curse. So it's yeah, like, he, he has a lot he of sees, He sees very easily what he could become. Exactly. And if you notice, like, hatred's a very common, like, thing for Korax throughout the book. Like, he loses himself to anger. He shows his anger constantly, and he's, like, he's driven by it in a lot of ways. So Korax is very, like, I never thought of him as an unhinged Primarch, but he kind of is in some ways. Yeah, it's just, I think most, even like if you take Bobby G, for example, like he has some rage in there. Like yes. it takes a while to get there, but I think all the Primarchs have that level that they just, there's a baseline level of rage. But they don't, have more you, they don't lose themselves to it all the time. Like you usually see that with the heretical ones, but for the loyalist ones, but I guess you could say Korax is technically down the line going to give himself to he becomes a like a creature. Like it's it's hard to say exactly what the fuck he is. <laughs> like well, he becomes pretty much like a demon, but like of good. So I I want to get to that point in his his. You know what he becomes kind of reminds me of a uh, like Argo Tall, like how the demon shapes his body and everything. 
But I mean, he obviously didn't make any deals with any demons, but I think that the Primarchs are just so intertwined with the warp and they just don't know it yet. Well, they're made from a like, warp energy. Right. And then, you know, they really told them about it, but you in know, a way Korax, he's become the night haunter. Once he once he gets that shit, once he becomes that evil dude, once he gets that power. Much. And he's hunting fucking, you know, Logar. But that's that's a whole different part of the That's story. a whole different discussion, but exactly. I would love to get that written. So the Raven Guard are about to get completely decimated. There's only about 3,000 of them left. They're, like, standing out in the open. They're not even taking cover. World Eaters are throwing fucking missiles at them, and they're just, just taking it. They're like, fuck it, we're going to die. Isn't that ironic that the World Eaters are using artillery well, while every- someone else is just standing there? Right, I thought that was funny too. Well, every legion has artillery. It's just the world eaters. Like, I, I want to do a world eater book later too, because like you know we were just like, oh, they're mindless berserkers. But before that, they were the warhounds, and they were like an actual military unit that actually used artillery, actually used tactics. Like, so it's like it's nice I'd, I'd to be see. Down that. For, I'd be down for one of those books. Exactly, I would too. Like that's that's the cool thing about the heresies. You get to see how these guys used to be and how they progressed into like what they are in the current setting. If they survive that long, if you're like Ferris Manus, I'm sorry, you're not gonna get that. Yeah, and uh, Ferris Manus, he uh, he got well. I mean, there there are people the out there of the that think he's yeah, he's leading the Legion of the Damned, which would be pretty dope. So, before they're completely decimated, dropships come down and pick up the Raven Guard. And these were the guys that were, like, supposed to stay home and watch their home planet of uh, Deliverance. Which is fucking nuts that that dude was able to disobey a direct order because, like, one of his orderlies had a fucking dream. Which, okay, I'm going to touch on that in a second. But before they left, the Alpha Legion and all their sneaky bullshit, there was two weeks of fighting on Istvan. They took dead Raven Guard people, and they took their own legionnaires, and they put they did a face off. <laughs> they literally cut off these dudes' faces and like put it a on face their... off. <laughs> yeah, they literally faced off these guys and put their own legionaries in there so they could like spy on the Raven Guard, so they could get all this information on the Raven Guard and all this other shit. So it is so crazy how they did that because I think they said that dude, one of them was dead for like less than three minutes, and I was just like, we're gonna peel his face off and then transplant some of these memories. And we're going to go do sneaky boy shit. Do you think they look at, like, groups like the Night Lords when they peel off faces and they're <laughs> amateurs? <laughs> like, we are the or real they damaged all the nerves. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I'm, okay. I'm sure they think it, but they won't say it because, you know. Right, because they want to keep their secrets. They're everything that Fulgrim wishes he was when it came to, like, you know, talking a big, like, talk and, like, performing. Like, when Jagatai Khan and Fulgrim were talking about dueling, like, Jagatai put him in his place like, I know everything about you. You don't know shit about me. It's kind of the same thing when it comes to the Alpha Legion. Nobody knows shit about the Alpha Legion. And that's, yeah, they always have the element of surprise. That's why they're so good and they're so underrated because all the other Primarchs don't respect Alpharius and Omegon's like, you know, way of warfare. They're like, oh, fuck you. You guys are too sneaky-deaky. We want to go in there and we want to destroy every bit of infrastructure possible. They were... I I think I really slept on the Alpha Legion. Like this book was pretty everybody does for me. Absolutely, because I was like everybody. I knew they they infiltrated, but like I didn't know it to that degree. Like they had a captain in there, and they had so many in there. They're like, "What you two? 
See, that's You're not why. A, yeah. It wasn't just was a like, captain. Wow. They had There's, a commander. They had they had a sergeant, a commander. See, that's why that, I was surprised they. And they're so that good that they don't even realize that's one of them. Yeah. Well, um, well, Al Capito finally started to pick it up once people started saying like little shit like, "Oh, look, Phalanx." He's like, "You never seen Phalanx, you bitch!" You know, he started like making mental notes. Yeah. He's like, "Wait a second. Well, I'm you sur- could have never seen that." I'm surprised they decided to take, like, you know, to make agents out of, like, you know, senior officials, like, cat commanders, like, when it came to the Pretty veteran risky. sergeants. It's risky because, like, okay, if you're in a combat situation and you see a senior commander die, you don't forget that. So it's be like, dude, that guy died. Like, I saw him but die. Just, I'm guessing the level of massacre, like, that whole platoon, that whole squad was just gone, so nobody right. could really say... But if you, if like, it, oh, fuck, that's I why a commander would stand out. Like, he's like one of them, like the guy got his leg blown off. Like the one that the, the agent we follow in this book, we don't know his real name throughout the book. Cause they call him Alfarius. Cause that's the alpha legion right. thing is like, I am Alfarius kind of like a Spartacus thing. Didn't he end up being like a sergeant or something? Uh, he later became a sergeant. He was just a regular dude. In yeah, the, he got, the he squad. got promoted because everybody was decimated. Well that, and he was good at what he did, but yes, yes. And I thought throughout the book. He was going to go native. I thought he was going to switch allegiance and become full Raven I was Raven hoping because, like, they gave a little... He's like, ah, oh, shit. Guilty. Because, oh, yeah. no. I like this guy. Throughout the book, then, he's like, just like, I love the Legion. I love these guys. These guys are cool. Fuck the word bears. He's, like, fighting besides them, bleeding with them, and then when he, like, fights his own squad, that's a real sad scene. Yeah. Well, we'll get it. Like, he, it, was, it was pretty cold-blooded. Like, oh. that switch... He's like, oh no, dude, I'm I'm alpha through and through. It was such a sad way to like kill those characters. Cause I liked those characters, but and so did I because they built up that squad real nice. They They're really like, did. They give you a little hope. Maybe maybe he's just gonna he's gonna turn. He's just gonna stay. And nah, knife to the fucking back. And then hey, catch this! And he tosses that dude a grenade. Kills him. He's like, hey, catch. What is? <laughs> And that dude even like, looks oh, at him, he's no, like, oh, dude. fuck. And then he blows up. And then he still fights. He's just like, he why? Yeah, he's like, bro, come on. No. You didn't have, you did him filthy. You really did. But speaking of being done filthy, so they, they're able to leave the system through some pretty awesome means. So they got fucked up. They have these really cool things where they're, like, able to stealth ship a little bit. But, you know, they're being blockaded. And, oh, my right. God, when they found that way to, like, break the blockade, and then they jumped, and then they had that fucking word bearer ship that they dragged into the warp without into the yellow the warp, fields. unprotected. Oh, that I loved hearing those guys getting ripped apart by demons. Like, and that's another thing. Like, they're like, oh, the demons are on our side. Oh, look what happened when you came in unannounced. Every single experience of this book, has been fuck the word bearers. Like the word bearers are definitely hated by so many legions. Not just because of the Istvan thing, just because of their fucking their rhetoric, their hypocrisy. Oh my goodness. Oh my good. They're just so hypocritical. That's I mean, the problem. It was so funny when Alfarius I've been called like the main agent Alfarius, not the Primark. I'm not talking about the Primark. When he's killing word bearers as a Raven Guard member, just just killing them in a raid and he's like talking about how they're so hypocritical 
and how their same words they use for the Emperor they're going to now say about Horus and that their words are hollow and he hates them as allies and if he had to kill any of his allies, he's happy it's them. It's the like, like, what a great way to put it. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, this guy gets it. They're the worst. Right? Oh, absolutely. This the shittiest. It's the most annoying. Logar, fuck Logar. We'll get into more of fuck Logar later in a second. So, after the dropship picks him up, they get in the ship, they zoom, zoom away, and they pull that fucking word bearer One ship. One thing I want to say is, okay. like, uh, about the ship, like, the cloaking is super oh, badass, so cool. but it's also super high risk. Oh, yeah, because, they, because their shields are down the whole time, so anything can really hurt them. Yeah, it wouldn't take much to, like, fuck them up at that point. Because and that's why... all their shields are down because they want to reduce their radiation outputs so that can't be tracked. And this is another reason why the Horus Heresy books are so good, is because it goes into these things about other legions, like Nova Cannons are new technology, and these Iron Warrior like ships are just shooting these Nova Cannons just randomly. And they're like, "What the?" And fuck And he said, was "Like that? those, those really have the potential to just like blow up your own ship rather than shoot." And exactly. they were just like, "Fuck it, put them on, hell yeah!" And even Korax is like, "Some trust an iron, but son of Perseverance to put a fucking random big ass gun on his ship." Like those little comments, yeah. dude. They're so they're so. Good. It's a little commentary that the little inner mono really bring them to life. So the scene where Horus brings Alpharius into his chamber or into his council to be like, "Why'd you let the Raven Guard escape?" Because he don't. He definitely did. He lifted the order from the, you know the word bearers to like you know give them the availability to escape. So, what was your take on that? But not scene? only did he give that order, he did it in horror. He did. <laughs> he definitely did. So it was definitely a Horus was not okay with this. And Horus was like, "You dare use name?" He's like, "Yeah, bro, I got a fucking plan." What I do, bro, I'm Alpha Legion. <laughs> but what He's did like, you think? You think of I'm the... here be- for, to benefit you? What you uh, think no, of the no, Erebus no. and uh, uh, Abaddon back and forth? Oh, I gotta say, I, I I hate to say it out loud, but I got a little like for Abaddon through the Seed series, but it's Erebus, okay? Erebus is the, the, the way they were just talking for him was just irritating. Like I when Primarch Alpharius snapped on, I'm like, who the fuck are you to talk to me? I'm here to talk to my brother. You nobodies. See, that's, like, that's the shittiest thing about chaos is it just makes everybody a pawn of chaos. Like, Horus is technically the war master, and Horus is technically running the show, but he's just, you know... Technically. Technically. But, but it, he's taking his cues and he's getting a lot his of power the time, from him. True. A lot of the time, it just feels like somebody has his hand up his ass and he's just a puppet. It kind of reminds me of the Emperor. Like, you know when people were talking to the Emperor and he's, like, on the Golden Throne, he's, like, not responding because he's, like, you know dealing with fighting back demons. I wonder if Horus is too busy converging with the fucking, you know, the gods of chaos, or if he's fighting his own demon. Like, does Horus have a demon in him? Because he acts possessed. Like, with the Rust fight we saw in the Wolf King when he, like, gets stabbed by that spear, and he, like, comes back, and he's like, oh, brother, it's me, Horus. <laughs> you know, for, like, a, f- a few seconds. So it's like, is he is he possessed? Like, please, help. He's like, he wait, like Horus? In the omnibus? Is he just the fucking backseat driver? This is what I'd like for them to expound on, because some moments he's him, but those are so very rare. Yeah, exactly. See, that's why we might have to go back 
further into the Horus Heresy because book one is called Horus Rising and it's all about, you know, uh, Gabriel Logan and Horus. Mm. Gabriel Logan's actually a really sick character, but we'll dive more into that later. So after they're decimated, after they get away, they go to Holy Terra and before they get there, they have to fucking get through the red tape of Iron Fist bullshit. And oh my god, I, I love how annoying the Iron... I mean, I'm sorry, Imperial Fists. I love how annoying the Imperial Fists are to other legions. Because they just... Remember that one dude in admin in the military? Oh, before you oh, do this. Oh my god. <laughs> but like, did you bring the proper paperwork? I'm like, okay, but how do I get it? He's like, I don't know. It's been expired for three years. Well, then why do I need that paperwork? Because you need it. Because... It's, but it's out of circulation. But you gotta get it. It's so fucking funny. What do you want me to do here? Because they won't let this Raven Guard ship into, you know, into the planet area, into, like, the like into their zone of safety because they don't I know. Thought it was, Raven- I thought it was pretty hilarious, like, when later when the Imperial Fists had to come to Deliverance and then Agrippito got him back. Oh, no, Brand got him back with oh, the Brand, same shit. Was, that was yeah, so funny. Commander Brand. That was so funny. He's like, oh, you have to fucking back those are, off those 500 are actually miles. blood brothers. <laughs> yes. They are blood brothers because they were both slavers that escaped together and came up right. ranks together. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. You didn't get uh, Alexis Pollock'd. Oh, see the thing with Brandon Agapito, great, great storyline. But I knew the way they pushed it because they were trying to be like, "Ooh, Agapito's an agent. Agapito's an agent." Like you know, they kept like hinting I was like, at that. I was like, "Is he?" That's why I was like, "There's no way he's an agent because Alpha Legion's never this." It like, wouldn't be those. Yeah, it wouldn't would be, be this off. through his perspective. And then he's there with the last cannon. And you're like, yeah, he's not. He's no alpha legion. <laughs> he's the one who figured all this shit out. I'm surprised he didn't tell Korax right off the bat. But I digress. But oh my god, the scene of coming into Holy Terra, getting through like all that stuff, and dealing with the annoyingness of like you know. The more red tape of not only the iron, I mean, not only the, the imperial fist, but also the custodies and how annoying oh, the fucking yeah. custodies are. Like you may only it's go like, into these bays, and we're watching you, and we don't trust you, and we're better than you. Just constantly. Stay in your room. <laughs> you guys are assholes. Nobody fucking likes you guys. It's like, what are we? F- yes, <laughs> yes. They they literally got treated like they were four. And then when the favor was, like, you know, given back, when they went back to Deliverance, it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, yes, we'll be the most humble of hosts. Get fucked, nerds. <laughs> yeah, the custodians are always pretty funny because they're like, I speak for the Emperor. I was like, um, do you, though? More than a Primarch? But it was cool how they, how they talked about how every single custodian has not only custom armor, but custom weaponry. Like, everything is completely molded to them. And he's like, yeah, this would only be, like, afforded to, like, a captain of, like, you know, the Space Marines. So it's like every single custodian is not only of Emperor Gene I bet Stock. it's way better quality than captain's oh. armor. Well, the custodians are able to, like, har- like you know, they're Just, able to take down Custodians are apparently. essentially walking around in Terminator gear, right? Um. Yeah. More or less. They're like they're bigger than space marines. They're like space. They're like Primaris to Primaris. They're like a step above Primaris marines, and those aren't even a thought yet. But I'll be right back. Right. My dog's barking. Give me like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Two seconds. Yeah. The custodians are an interesting bunch. Uh, very loyal. The I don't know about their helmet shape. I don't know why they decided to do that. They kind of look like cone heads. 
But um, fiercely loyal to the emperor, and I think they kind of overstep sometimes with the way they talk to the Primarchs, especially. But for some reason, uh, they listen really good to Malkador. I know he's to the emperor at this time, but they really kind of bow down to him. So that's a pretty wild thing, considering how they talk to like the emperor's sons. But um, they really don't care for your Space Marines either. They always, especially now in the current, because you know half of them went traitor. But they are an interesting bunch. And then you do get to see a good amount of Malkador in this book, which is really nice. Uh, Malkador is so. I love Malkador. I love the way he's written. It's like the grandfather who just comes right, out of nowhere. I, I was just kind of feeling some time, but I was saying that the custodies, like, they kind of just straight up, like, talk down to Primarchs. All the time. Or they overstep. I feel like they overstep, me personally. But when they're speaking to Malkador, like, his word is law. Like, yes. that's, well, he is that's the, a little interesting thing. He's like in Lord of the Rings. He is. Right. What? Even if he is the regent to the emperor, like I was like, what's so special about Malkador? I mean, these these he the emperor specifically created these primarchs. Malkador like, is like Krillin in DBZ. He's the most powerful human, like full human, because the emperor is not a human. Let's be real, and he's the most powerful. Psyker, not anymore, at least second to the emperor. Oh yes, not anymore, at least. That's definitely changed later on. But yeah, Malkador is just awesome. Like, there is even speculation that Malkador is the real emperor. It is funny because um, in the there's certain books that they kind of meet in. I don't know if I want to call it the warp, but it, they meet telepathically, and it's the emperor who's all old and shriveled up, and Malkador. They're like inverses. You know what I'm saying? That is crazy. I wonder if they like took their life force. Just like a spirit bomb from Goku. Be like, give me your power. I don't know, man. They, they, the Emperor's a, to... a mirror. And the Emperor's a fucking weird gecko guy. And I really liked how they talked about the Emperor and they showed him and like his face, is, his face was continuously changing. Yeah, when so he met like, Corax. You'd never... So you, uh, you never know who's... What his real face is. So all the Primarchs could see him vastly differently. And even when people have, like, encountered him at the same time, they're like, no, he didn't say that. He said this. So not only are they seeing a different form of the Emperor every time, they're also hearing different shit coming from his mouth every time. So it's like, does he tailor what people perceive and hear from him? Like, tailored to the person in question? Like Right. Like, when Bobby G finally met with him, and they were like, he was like, he was like, all distraught and everything. And the custodian was sitting there smiling like it was a good time. Like, you got good news. Right. <laughs> good news! <laughs> Good news, everybody. I'm a tool. Yeah, the Casodes are definitely just they're 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 love hate for me because when they fight, they kick absolute ass. Like at the very end scene when like the agents are discovered and they're just all standing there and they're like you know their power halberds are all powered up and like finally you guys are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Thank you. Right. I was like, we don't need you here for exposition. Kill something. I feel so bad for Corax because not only did he watch like all his sons get murdered. But he goes through all the bullshit with the Imperial Fist, just trying to get to the planet. He gets to the planet, and he, he, I love that line. He's like, when Bran's like, they won't let us throw these fucking assholes. He's thinking about, like, shooting at them. And then Corks is like, they're sons of Dorn. What do you expect? 
Like they're assholes. What do you want? Like they're just gonna be like this. This is how like, the yeah, imperial fists are. I fully, I fully expected this. I hate all of it. So he gets. He's like, the- I expected this, but God, is it way more annoying? It's way more annoying when everybody I need is gone. You know, it's even worse now. And then even when they landed, Dorn took like a day or two to finally come meet with them. Well, to be fair, Dorn is building up the Imperial Palace for a siege. Yeah, Dorn, yeah, yeah. Dorn's got I mean, a lot on fair, his plate. To be fair, but imagine how Korax is. He's like, dude, my shit just got all the way pushed in, and you're fucking overseeing construction. Not only did his shit get all the way pushed in, but like once he gets there, he gets questioned by Dorn. Like he has, like, you like know, he might be a traitor. Yeah, like, not only like he might be a traitor, but that he has, he has intelligence Which, about the traitors. You totally like, understand, but... Oh, yeah, because how would you know who's, like, you know, they, they probably wouldn't have sent all the traitor legions there this man. I mean, who was who. You, you, you got deployed, so, you know, you always get debriefed and... Oh, yeah, it's, it's always a, a fucking process when you do anything like that. But that was just so funny how Dorn was like, yeah, what do you know about the traitor's plans? Like, bro, we literally were just there to fight Horus. So we turned around and we got shot in our asshole. Like, what do you think I know? Like, I don't know shit, dude. Come on. Right? He's like, so we landed. Uh-huh. And then the, and then our brothers that we thought had our back, right? Shot us in the back. <laughs> and then we had to fight Angron. And the world eaters, like, dude, that's a tough assignment when you have no retreat and world eaters at the front. That's a terrible. That's a bad day. And then on top of that, he's just like, okay, so what, cool. What measly number did he end up coming back? Like four thousand Raven Guard, like three thousand. But out that's of, all, and those the, are the ones the legions that at this time are like almost a hundred thousand. They're about seventy-five. So the Raven Guard were about seventy-five thousand strong at this time. But not all the surviving Raven Guard were with Korax. Some of them got separated. So there's a whole other book in this series where um, survivors of the Raven Guard, Salamanders, and Iron Fists are just Ooh, rolling a- around together fucking with people. Right. Oh, there's a good uh, Sons of the Selenar follows a group like this. And they're just like, you there's- know, piss off veterans of Istvan. <laughs> and like, what more would you want? Like, that's a great combination. And I, I did like how they, they kind of showed, you know, they didn't say it, but it kind of shows, like, uh, Space Ring PTSD. Oh, yeah, it's there. How could it not even be? Even Korax. Especially Korax. Especially the Primarchs. The Primarchs seem like they're a lot more fragile Human. to mental things than, than you would expect. Like, it seems like the Amp tried to, like, overcompensate like okay you have like superhuman abilities so we're gonna make you super sensitive on top of that yeah it's exactly what you want in super beings for them to be be very sensitive for them to take things very personally to the point where they want to kill each other way to go amp way to go right hey fulgrim did you come here this morning you son of a bitch i'll kill you (laughs) i'm perfect i'm perfect yeah fuck so, yeah, it's like, not only is all your son's dead, he's getting told to, like, stay on Terra and man the walls. I'm like, bro, I don't want to do that. The fuck it. Like, I feel bad. I mean, how much Dorn better though. would it have been if he just, you know what? Fuck it. The traitors are out there. I can't hold deliverance on my own. Why don't I just make my super soldiers here on Terra? Every, so actually, it wouldn't have been a bad idea. In hindsight. Yeah. But every single person that he goes no way, to. There's no way the Alpha Legion could have escaped out of there. No. With. Especially with the fists and all their fucking red tape. I love tape. how you feel and the tension with the agent. 
Because he's like, oh, God, the custodians are here. I can't I can't go anywhere. If Malkador reads my mind, he'll know. Like, he's just freaking out. Right. Every Especially little when he found out one of one of the, uh, the people in the squad was Librarius. It used to be oh, Librarius shit. because the Council of Nikea took care of the Librarius. Oh, it used to be. This time. But, yeah, still, that does, there's nothing stopping that guy from, like, reading thoughts. I wouldn't play cards with that guy. <laughs> you don't yeah, know. No shit, right? You don't know when he's reading your mind. Fuck that. But yeah, like I feel bad for Dorn though, because Dorn's just trying to get bodies to man the wall, and the Raven Guard said no. And then he comes across Dragon Icon, and he's like, "Please, please stay here and man the walls." And he's like, "No, he's I like, am not. No, the, I am Fury. Like, God damn it, I am the wind." Like all his brothers give these dumbass excuses. Like Korax is like, "I am the shadow. I must strike." The shadow. Dragonite's like, I am the wind. I must strike fast and hard. I'm like, why are any of well, my brothers just. To st- his credit, he did banish uh, Mortarian. He did. And that was huge. And the ride out scene was epic. Oh, so good. Yeah, the, the Khan, yeah, the Khan is the Khan. not to be slept on. The Khan is probably one of the best fighters in the Primark era. And it's just, it's so cool getting to see those, like, that's, that's the Siege of Terra, and it's the horse hairs here, just, they're my favorite part, they're my favorite books, minus the yeah. omnibuses, because the omnibuses are, like, ultra deep dives, like, these well, omnibuses. Well, that, that's the ultimate deep dive, you can't beat that. I wish they but... would make a Primark deep dive, like, a Primark omnibus, and just follow a Primark through, like, all of the shit. That would be, to me, that would be the best. But, you know, we're probably never going to get that until after everything's, like, figured out. Because the very last book of the Siege of Terror series is going to be not only, you know, the Death of Horus, but the Crippling of the Emperor. And apparently that's going to be a two-book series, which is crazy because at this point in the story, Sanguinius is, like, you know, beating Angron. He beat that Cabal. And he's about... Yeah, he beat Cabanda. And he's about to, like, you know... He's about to pretty much fight Horus right now. So it's like... I don't know how they're going to fit that into two books, but that fight scene must be epic. Well, in the, in the last book, it ended with him fighting Angron. In such an epic way. But we'll, we'll touch back on... We'll do a whole Siege of Terror thing for those people at home. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to give away be the best part of that book. Oh True. my god, it's so fucking good. So, okay. so The, the build-up is also really great. So but my thing is like, if they would have stood on Terra, how much better would it have been? It would have been and better then, for numbers wise, but at the same time, Korax. Think about it. They they could have been working on that gene tech, figuring out they could have been making more imp- imperial fists under safety, under guard. guard too. They would under have under guard, and they it, could have sent, They could have sent a ship back to get like you know civilians. Like I don't want to give too much away about the siege, but there is just so much loss of just human life that they could have been turning these people into space marines. Oh, 100%. And Korax would have actually, you know, he would have, he's not even there for the Siege of Terror. He's off doing his little shadow war. Like, the Raven Guard are not See, even really present during that entire engagement. Yeah, I mean, and then going back to what you were saying, like, everybody tells Dorn no, but at least most of the ones that told him no accomplished something. Korax just went and kind of just shit the bed. See, Korax is doing like a little shadow war at the end of this book. He's like, oh, we're going to hit these little outposts and listening posts, and they're always going to be afraid of the Raven Guard. And it's just like, you know, every single every single like book I've read 
the seizure terror, they're never like, oh, but the Raven guarded there. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they like they have like less than yeah, ten thousand. Like, oh Marines. no, Bobby G's at our bag. They're not worried about Korax. Yeah, they're like, like they, hey, they never speak about him. They're more worried about like, like he, the bigger players. He's, he's an actual non-threat. Like, oh no, you took out a satellite. Anyways, we just took out five worlds. Yeah, that satellite's completely on the other side of where we're operating. So you know, yeah, good on we, you, Korax. We've already. They're, they're Sherman marching, dude. They're burning everything. They're salting the earth. Like, what you're trying to fight back for, they're not even trying to maintain. Yeah. Like, oh, the perfect fortress? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and then when they do destroy something, they can't man it, so they just leave. So it's like if the traders wanted to, they could just, like, you know, re reestablish their shit. It. Reoccupy it and reestablish it. It's like nothing happened. They're like, God damn it. Now I have to sweep? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, like, he's not really accomplishing much. Oh, to be fair, if I was a space breed and someone hated me a space, like, a power broom, I'd be pissed. I was like, God damn it, this is why I became a space breed, so I wouldn't have to do shit like this. We're the menials. Oh, the Raven Guard killed him. A space marine on duty has no friends. <laughs> no. Well, you keep up that attitude in the rain. You're on fire, watch Jenkins. God damn it. Oh, man, but I really loved how they I touched did. on Korax in the prison and his baby state. I did like that, but also, do you think it's um, psychic ability or do you think it's warp ability that, that he can kind of go invisible? <sighs> see that? See, he has Korax is unique in so many ways because he has like there, one there of was the like only... three different times that he legitimately. Yeah. Somebody's staring him in the face and can't see him. That's his thing. He can just, he's a chameleon. He can just go invisible. And there's very, there's like no other Primark that I can think of who has an ability like that. Like, Perturabo's over I, here I, I looking guess... at the asshole of the, of the, you know, of the war. Jesus. Like, Conrad and Sang are like, you know, foresight, but they, they can't control it. It just happens. Whereas it feels like Korax has like full control of his like ability. Sanguinius, this seems really painful. It does. Like he like yeah, it's bad. He like bleeds out of his nose like an anime guy who just saw titties. Like it's not good for Sanguinius. Fucking Korax is dying. I mean not Korax. Cruz is dying internally. I'm not sure if it's the foresight or something else. I mean fuck Talos' I mean, like visions were legitimately dying. Do you remember Talos' was... visions? How bad oh, yeah, that he was? Just, he would break his skull headbutting the wall because it felt better than the actual vision. Yeah, that's just miserable. And then the exalted, and then the exalted's like, "Go have more visions. I need information." Like out of all the Primark like abilities, it feels like Korax's is probably the most useful. But the weird thing about Korax is Korax has not only the ability yeah, like, to turn on, on and his off. Ben, when he took out like fifteen Space Marines, and they just never saw him. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Or at the Perfect Fortress, he does the same shit with the Emperor's children. He just decimates that squad, and they never saw him. And then he like makes it so they can see him, and he's like. You know, nose to nose with the guy, and he's just like, "I'm gonna fuck you up." I'm Gorax. It's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Oh god, where'd you come from?" He's like, "That's some night haunter shit." I'm sorry, and he had a big evil smile on his face. He's like, "I'm sorry, Gorax." You're turning it. You know what's crazy though. is he, when he gets in those, he probably looks exactly like him. He's got the hair. The way they described his, his him, his face goes pale white. His eyes are dark black. Like, it's the night haunter. He, he pretty much. He's loyal night. You know, minus the space aids. Right, and add, add a whip for that PDSM. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was definitely a weird weapon of choice for him. So, yeah, it, it was just so weird hearing about, like, him as a child. 
Because even as a child, he was doing like, you know, this is the weird thing about these. He could these. kill a man. Well, he could kill a man like all the primates could. But I just love how all of them feel this deep connection to human beings, but they don't have any idea of what's like, you know, normal and what's not normal. Like, you know, when he's right. that kid, he he, he rips good? off that guard's head. And everyone's freaking out, and he's like, oh, they're freaking out because I'm naked. <laughs> like, not because I just decapitated. He's like, ah, baby penis. They can't be looking at this. I'll go get some clothes off. Is it, dude? No, head's bleeding all over the place. He's like, that's he's not like, Did you want to eat the brains, or do you mind if I, I don't go know. ahead His and get in on this? And that's how the Alpha Legion, after they put the faces on, that's how they know it. Like things about that guy's life is they eat some of the skin, and they're able to like remember certain things. So that that part was cool because I remember hearing about that. You know what's hers, but not about regular space marines. Also, Sanguinius does that. Like so does he can that see mean, memories through the blood? Does that well, mean flesh terrors <laughs> when they're eating people? They just have all these like random memories that they have to suppress. Ooh, this was in the book I read. Um, yes. So like when a captain dies, and the person that's going to get promoted, they actually eat that captain, so they get all the experience too. That's fucking insane. I love because the way they made it sound was like this one captain, uh, like his memories were so strong that the new guy was basically him. <laughs> but that—that's what—that's so like, they dark. Eat fallen and exchange memories. And well, uh, I guess when your legion is called the flesh tears, that's expected, right? And there was a an example of uh, Sanguinius, like he. It was during the season. He like ate up piece of this iron hands warrior, and he started getting visions. And so, I mean, I wonder how many can do it, because for some reason Alpha Legion is able to do that, and they're nothing alike. Yeah, it's just Alpha Legion's ability to just be secret squirrels. Like seeing how Alpharis is able to slip through his ship. And I wonder how they came across that. Like, I'm sure, um, you know, Blood Angels, it was mostly impulse. I'm sure it was a desire to. And I'm sure it was one of those things where it may have even been like hers. Maybe Sanguinius ate somebody because he was starving. Or maybe <laughs> maybe it was an accident. Maybe, like, maybe it was a complete accident. Maybe, like, some chef that made him food cut himself and there was blood in the food and Sanguinius ate it. And he's like, oh, my God, this is immaculate. <laughs> Who knows exactly how they started doing that? But it's just so. Sort of I'm wondering. I'm wondering more so how I came across with the Alpha Legion. That's that's what I'm wondering too. I wonder because the Emperor was the only Alpharius was the only one to ever be raised by the Emperor. So that begs the question: Is if he does have an ability, that ability must be very squared away. But in pure Alpha fashion, we don't know what his ability is. What if this is? What if his ability is to like? make copies of himself what if his ability is to like literally clone himself self-replicate yeah what if that's his ability that's pretty busted you would never know as well alpha legion after this book is pretty busted in so many ways so just like well especially with the gene tech should we go over what the gene tech is oh yeah so after raven guard were decimated Korax has this desire to rebuild his legion and rebuild his legion fast. He doesn't know how, though. Nobody, he doesn't know how the fuck to do this. But he wants to talk to the Emperor because he's like, hey, some crazy shit went down. Like, our fucking brothers, like, killed us. So I want to know what the fuck's happening. 
knock the door and is like, you can't talk to the emperor. He's doing important emperor shit. He's fixing a fixed rebate. <laughs> but, you know, Korax gets pissed, storms out. Dorn puts his hand on his weapon like he's about to fucking fight him. And then fucking yeah, the what em- was that about? This is posturing. Dorn's all about posturing. And plus, at this point, Dorn's probably so fucking frustrated with, you know, building all Everything. this shit. Everything falling apart, his not knowing who to Nobody's trust, his brother's not wanting to stand on his fancy fucking walls. He's probably getting super pissed off. And because of the ruin storm, like, he can't even contact people, really. Exactly. Everybody, like, everything's taking a much longer than it should be. It's like a blizzard. Like, supply lines are cut, communication's fucked, nothing's working. And then, out of nowhere, the Emperor takes over Malkador, and it's like golden light shoots out of his asshole and everyone's like, oh my god, the Emperor is with us, and Dorn immediately kneels, and then you know, Korax kneels after, he's like, oh shit, this is the Emperor, and then, you know, pretty much the Emp lays it straight, be like, don't fight in my fucking palace, Korax, do whatever the fuck you want, uh, here's here's the secret for you, and they implant it in your head, go get the gene tech secrets, and what the Emp did is he gave Korax the ability to do what he did to make space marines on a super fast thing, pretty much the Primark project without the, you know, the genetic coding for Primark. So he implants the genetic coding of how to make space marines and how to make them good and fast into Korax's head. He shows him where it's hidden in the Himalayas, and Korax has to go there and get through this crazy maze called the Labyrinth to get to it. And it was not easy. He lost a lot of people. He lost about and 30 custodians. space marines, and uh, I think it was three custodians. Seven. Was it seven or... Th- it, yeah, it was less say. than ten. I know, I just know it was less than ten. So this thing is just a, a fucking maze that keeps, like... It's like a Rubik's Cube. It keeps switching up. And then, and then Custodius Fat, you will pay for these losses. These weapons are Dude. fucking horrible, too. Like, there's these, like, metal balls where when you shoot them, they, like, explode and, like, the fragments are acid. high tech. Yeah, like, oh my god, the acid, like, when it get into that Raven Guard's head and it just went through his skull and melted his brain. It's like, about uh, brain matter entering his, like, his chest. Or the fucking poor custodian's like, it's going through my ribs! And then his other custodian just me, pants him. He doesn't even say kill me. He's just like, imagine if his next line was, I think I'll be okay. And his brother just fucking oh, decapitates There go your hearts. <laughs> there goes your head. He's straight full-grumped him right there. He's like, I think I'm getting better. Kills him. <laughs> Just gave him the Emperor's mercy. The fuck you are! So, this is the first scene where I really thought that, quote-unquote, our agent named Alfarius was gonna go native, is because he... There was a part in the labyrinth where the door was closing and one of his Raven Guard, like, you know, squad mates got shot, and he saved his life by pulling him uh, under it, and then he was just like, oh, why would you do that? And then, like, you know, a machine, like, a turret comes up. This, like, fucking little walking, like, turret thing shows up. And one of his Raven Guard, like, sacrifices himself to save him. And he's just like, why would he do that? And the other guy's like, why would you save this guy that you just pulled out from this thing? So, like, I thought that was the building blocks of him going native. Yeah, and he was like, and then he tells him, because we're battle brothers. He was like, brother? Yeah. And that brother of his is like, oh no, dude, they're right. Hulk Hogan. They're going to Hulk Hogan. They're not going to hurt each other. They're going to be friendly. And then, you know, a few chapters later, he's killing them horribly. And then I was like, God damn it. Why couldn't you just, why can you just be normal, man? Right. So not only does Korax have his ability to actually use his Primark power the way that it was intended, he's actually the only one who can turn it on and off like that. 
but he also has memories of being in his pod, his gestation pod. He even refers to himself as 19. No other Primark. Ooh, that was a good moment. Where he's like born. He's like knows their number. Brothers. Oh yeah, 18. Sorry, he's 18. No, he was 19. But then See, when the Emperor I always forget. Says, yes, you have uh, 17 other brothers. He's like, but that's only 18. I remember he is 19. You're number right. 19. Oh he's yeah. Like, what happened to? That's a tale for another time. And the Emperor looks sad on that, or at least that's what Korak said. The second, the 11th Legion, the loss and the purge. So like. I love how they built the building blocks. I really love how he just like remember the emperor's even like do you when he was like you remember your your, your gestation pod? Do you remember being born in Cork? He's like yes. He's like and the emperor's even like that's weird. Even the emperor's like shit. Remember that? Like oh, you, you don't you don't remember you? I'm hoping you blocked out the memories like, of what I did to your like, mother. Oh God, did you see me extract my genetic sample <laughs> all over your mom? <laughs> Korak's like, I see it every Imagine if that's Pernarabo's real thing. I see it every that's time I close my eyes. Stare at the eye of terror. That's what Pernarabo calls that experience, the eye of terror. Jesus. Every time I close my eyes. And Korax goes to his station pod, and he's like looking at it, and he sees that it's like, you know, being fucked with. Maybe that's why he has memories of it, because it looked like his pod was being like, it wasn't perfect. It looks like it was like something was wrong with it. And then Alfarius yeah. sneaks away. Well, Agent Alfarius sneaks away, and he sees, like, you know, the awful Legion gestation pod. He's like, ooh. He's like a holy relic. Yeah, but there's only one of them, which was Omegon. So it's like, okay, so the Emp knew that Alfarius was with him at all times. Alfarius was probably, like, you know, pretending to be a space marine, as he said he was in the palace, and he even tricked the custodians. The custodians didn't know that he was, like, anything but a regular space marine. So he just sent, he yeeted, or... Well, I'm not going to say he because that's up for debate. But Omegon got yeeted off into space. So, you know, if he's able to hide one Alpharius, why not another? I mean, the three-headed Hydra, why only have two Primarchs? I think there's I think there's three Alpha Legion Primarchs. And I think you're right. The three-headed Hydra, man, that's hard to ignore. Exactly. Especially with the whole, like, you know, you cut down one, another one will come up. Because, okay, the Legion and the Primarch seem so interchangeable. The way that Alfarius goes into this like you know his like secret like captain quarters that look like it's just regular space marines and he's able to do all this crazy shit he's over here talking to aliens who are just brains in a jar like and he's able just to like move throughout a ship without ever being seen like there's so could be another Primarch in that legion just like you know squirreling it up just like him and we just don't know it yeah you would have never know and the fact that they're all like they all go by Alfarius like, he could have been all like, like, even, like I was telling the truth the whole saying, time like what if he can replicate himself? Imagine he's just in that pod and he's and the emperor's like, "Oh man, he's taking a big shit." And he just mitosis is another Alpharius. He's like, "Oh, like that could be a problem, <laughs> a very good problem." This is now <laughs> right, but who knows? I mean, well, they also that would be said a pretty out there power. That but the librarian at least had to be three. I I think there's three, and plus they did say that the librarian's canon some of the Primarch's powers into a Space Marine. But, you know, the fight with Dorne, that was a Primarch-Primarch fight. I really think one of the Primarchs of the Alpha Legion died there because it's an elevated Space Marine I don't think could fucking fight Dorne that way. No. The, he could maybe go back and forth he's landing that shot with the spear. Yes. Well, you know, Dorne tanked well, it I mean, so he could cut off his he hands. He tanked it in order to get there. 
But I don't think a space marine could push him to the point where he has to resort to that. And he did have Dorn on the back foot a few times. So, yeah, it definitely was. A, that was an epic think about fight. it. Stigisman is the best duelist that there is and at that time. And he did slash Fulgrim's face, but that's because Fulgrim wasn't expecting it, for one. Yeah, Fulgrim was getting, you know. Plus, Fulgrim was so arrogant, he probably didn't think that, oh, who's this little pissant? Right, and Siggy's the best. So, I mean, there's no way even an elevated Space Marine is going to be pushing. And he had, like, the Sword of pretty much Destiny, yeah. too. Like, you have something called the Sword of Destiny. That's kind of a fucking ego boost right there. Like, I can take right. a primer. Just like the fucking Painted Count. He's like, I have a Demon Sword. I can do whatever I, I want. I fucking hate the Painted Count. I do, too. I'm happy he got fucking yeeted off the wall. <laughs> Dude, that demon's such a troll. <laughs> I know. He's like, oh, you you thought I was feeling you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> He's like, wait. So, Korax yeah. gets all this fucking gene tech. The mechanic comes over there jacking off on all that lab that the ever like. I love the mechanic up there. He's just like, <gasps> he's just like got his mouth open. He's like looking over everything, like crying, like motor he's oil. Like Ethernet cable. So he's like, beautiful. <laughs> this is the best. Like the mechanic like, of is so funny when they see things, and even Korax is like, it's like a child on Christmas. Korax was like, "Good dude, calm, calm down. Let's just get this shit out of here so we can go." He's like, "You don't even know what you're appreciating right here." Like, like the mechanic guy tried to run in there before Korax, and Korax is just like, "Hey, asshole, wait for me." <laughs> right? He's like, "Hey, even... hey, hey, I'm first. He's like, oh shit, my bad. Before they even got in there, there was a psychic lock. And nobody there is a psychic. And the fucking custodies wouldn't let them use that one dude who used to be Liberius unlock the door. And I was just like, why don't you guys just go get Malkador? Okay, why do you, why does it have to be this stupid standoff? And then like the door magically opens and like, oh the Emperor did that. And then the the Alfarius agent's like, that was no Emperor. There wasn't any golden light shooting out of your asshole. You unlocked that door. And that guy's like, Oh brother, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I believe the Emperor wanted me to. I wish that guy would have whispered, be like, I never stopped using my powers. Get fucked. <laughs> he's like, he's like, they wanted me to stop, but I never stopped. And then he just starts sweating. Well, don't read my mind. Like, that's creepy. Please. It's like, don't read my mind. I, don't know. Like, I wish that guy would have made him some lines. Like, I'm into really gross stuff. Don't look into my mind, brother. <laughs> he's like, you don't want to know what I do with the Xenon. <laughs> you don't want to know. So they get all this fucking gene tech, and they're able to fucking make space marines at a crazy level of speed. And I think it was like fifty-five, less than fifty days. Yeah, to make a fully grown space marine, and not only are these space marines like you know fully functioning, they're actually better. They like, don't. They're better than yeah, the standard. They're, they're faster, and they also don't need the secondary uh, surgeries to. In- to implant the carapace, implant the secondary hearts, the third lung. It just grows. See, that was crazy, the sparring scene with these brand new fresh-faced Marines who used to be, like, 10-year-olds who are now full-grown adults, yeah. and they're, like, beating these, like, veteran space Marines and, like, sparring. Istvan veterans. Yeah, Istvan. They're just beating them in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Granted, he did beat the shit out of the Alpha guy, and Alpha's not known for hand-to-hand combat, but, you know, the other Raven Guard uh, guys, he was keeping that? it up You're, with them. You were kind of cutting in and out. So... He beat the Alpha Legion agent on that. Now, Alpha Legion is not exactly known for hand-to-hand combat. But still, the fact that he was able to beat, like, a veteran of, like, you know, a very seasoned veteran 
with hand-to-hand combat, and he's like this brand new dude who's just implanted. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, but I think they aren't known for hand-to-hand combat because probably not a lot of people survive. True. Because, like, he, he accidentally uh, fucked up when he showed uh, that move that is specifically meant to take out Astartes. And then, like, whoa, hey, why would you... Who taught you that? Why would you know that? He's like, oh, I saw it. I saw I saw somebody kill a salamander with this. I think he said a word bearer. I saw a word bearer use this tactic. And they're like, oh, yes, thank yeah. you, brother. And he's, like, pissed off. He's like, fuck, why did I teach them all that stuff? But my job is not yeah. to make them better. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, fucked up. Uh, give me one second, one second. No worries. Yeah, he was 100%. He was like, oh, man, I blew my cover. And yeah. then he was like, oh, no, what if they kill one of my brothers with this move? That was a good scene. I love how he's, like, constantly looking around because you know there's other agents. And, like, every single time one of his brothers says something or does something that's not, like, you know, 100% Raven Guard, be like, hey, that guy, that's not part of the Raven Guard, like, you know, mindset. He might be an agent. And he's just, like, you know, he's, like, the whole time he's trying to find, like, people he can link up with so he can, like, make his, like, mission better. And he's completely wrong in all of his assessments, which is great, too. (laughs) That made me laugh at the end when everyone's finally revealed. So, yeah, so at this time when they had the gene tech, Omegon, the other Primarch of the Alpha Legions, over here trying to, like, you know, make Deliverance the home planet of the Raven Guard. He's trying to get um, those guilds to rebel and take over the planet again because the planet used to be run by the guilds and it used to be, like, completely, like, slaved and completely, like, everyone was in prison and Selkorex came along and, like, liberated the prison and, like, liberated the planet. So Omegon's trying to fuck up their homeworld from the inside out, which is... Alpha Legion. But, you know, once these new fucking Space Marines start popping out, it's like, there's no way we're going to be able to do this. So the Mechanicum, the Dark Mechanicum over there, give him this, like, gene coding thing, which is going to mutate the Space Marines. Oh Marine. my god. I am so sick of the goddamn Dark Mechanicum using demon shit to just fuck shit up. Like, I, that, and they never tell anybody it's, like, demon stuff. So <laughs> Until after the fact. Right? So here... He, they give this shit. You know shit who loves to... to do that shit too? Word bearers. They do. Like, we're going to make these sacrifices, and then somehow that sacrifice is going to take down your system. Does it make sense what? that the Mechanicum would Explain be all about that. the warp? Because the warp is un. Like, it's unquantifiable. Like, you can't make the warp work for you, really. It's very difficult to, and it's unreliable. And the Mechanicum is all about, you know, reliable mechanics and things that work. It's like when they took apart. You know, something here, like there's something in there. Yeah, but it's like when they take apart an orc gun, it's like, this is just, like, a tube with teeth in it. I don't know how this works. Like, fuck this technology. But over here, they're like, oh, yeah, it's random warp energy. We'll use that. Fuck it. Why not? It just seems like convenient plot stuff. Oh, it, it, it kind of felt like plot armor, too. So They're when, like, how are we going to make this work? Um, How about warp spaghetti? I mean, warp spaghetti is, like, the ultimate answer because, like, okay, gene coding... So for them to, like, you know, talk about a way that the Mechanicum could, like, decode this stuff and make something that would work with this, when they were, like, when they're constantly looking at this gene code, and they're like, oh, yeah, for anyone to, like, learn this, it would take, like, 20 years. So, like, you know, they needed a quick fix, and, like, Warp Spaghetti is the closest quick fix one could think of. Right. And then, uh, imagine if Belisarius 
would have had that that Primark project information. Oh, it would have been bad if he would have done so much. He already overstepped highly with using Trader Gene Seed. You give him that. But it worked. It worked, and but that's why works. nobody's like doing anything. But wait till some of those guys start going like you know bad. Like what's gonna happen when Trader Primarks re-enter the scene and they recognize their gene seed? Like what happens if Fulgrim comes back and then he sees like you know a loyalist chapter with his gene seed? They're gonna be like, hey, you're my sons. And he's gonna have aura over them because they have aura over everyone who has their gene seed. Well, that's the thing they have enough mix like nobody's gonna be able to like overpower it that's if it's a hybrid if they use like you know fulgrim machine seed and fucking perturabos whoever you know if it's a mixture then yes but it's it gonna, had to have been it's i'm hoping because if you use straight pure something because if you look at it um when you go back what we're talking about in this time everyone like all the space marines are like oh god my primark i just i just kind of came look at him Every single time, yeah, Space Marines like they have they have reverence, but it, they're not like oh, Primark, right? I they're think they like, learned their lesson because that that's why so many went you know traders because they're more loyal to their Primark than they were to the Emperor. True, and that's why the custodies never fall because they're like only loyal to the Emperor. They don't give a fuck about the Primark, right? They're like, and then you know how. How loyal those Marines that didn't turn were, like to the cause, to the Emperor, because like most of them were like, "Whatever you want, Primark, you're our dude." Right. Like the horse are like, "Yeah, you're the real Emperor." What? How the fuck? He made you in a lab, bro. Yeah, you. (laughs) You test too, baby bitch. Like, (laughs) like how would you think you're the, the like the false Emperor? I'm the real Emperor. What? What? See, there's what? all sorts of crazy shit with wars. Like, like what uh, led this to this line of thing? I understand corrupted and everything, but for everyone else to be like, you're right. Horus' turning that, was 100% just him being it was scared of death. No, it was him being afraid of death and also for the tabletop. His whole thing is he gets wounded, and they, they can't heal him through conventional means, and Erebus is like, I know a place where you can possibly be healed, and then, you know, chaos uh, and introduction... Which could have been the implantation of a demon. So maybe at Kinda that like point, like how they got Argol Tall. Exactly. Hey, check this out. But Argol Tall was demon a demon in me. Tall was willing to a degree. Granted, he didn't know he was getting one when he got one, but he was all about it, and he was the only one to make that relationship really work. Other than potentially Horus, but that's oh, even if he had that is such a good not. back and forth between him and the demon in the books. Uh, they did really well with that. Argol Tall and Khan. I like. I want an Argoltal and fucking Karin the Betrayer fucking romance, like, book. I want them just, it's, like... It's just, essentially there. Just their bromance the whole time. Like, fuck the notebook. I want the Argoltal and Karin the Betrayer story. That's where it comes from, brother. Can you imagine that? I just can't quit you. <laughs> I just can't quit you. Like Henry yeah. Cowell read a really weird direction with this Warhammer series, and then everyone that read the books, no, 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 this is pretty spot on. Nah, it's pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. It's pretty damn close, guys. That was a I mean, very small artistic leap. Like, how sad are you gonna be if The Witcher starts and they like took 
Warhammer and they did what they did with Scooby-Doo. Did you see what they did with the new Scooby-Doo? I think I saw one meme and that was enough for me to never look at it again. So there's no Scooby-Doo. There's no dog. Um, they changed the race of every single like person. Like Daphne is like an Asian girl. Uh, Shaggy is no longer Shaggy. His name is Nor Good, and he's a black Excuse dude. Nor Nor Good. Yeah, his name he's a, his name is Nor Good, and he's a black dude who hates drugs. And then um, Velma wow, is, is a Indian girl. You know, like Mindy uh, from The Office. Yeah. It's her, Mindy Kapoor. I what's her real name? I don't remember. Is it Mindy? No, Min- Mindy Callen, isn't it? Okay, so that's that's the character she plays, and then Fred is a white guy who's rich and he has a very small penis. Like I'm not even joking. Confirmed. <laughs> that's actually that's that's part of the plot. It's in the plot description. Isn't this for children? No, Why it's, would an, that it's, need a, to... it's an adult cartoon. Uh, but it's just like well, if it was for adults, they really talk. They really went a weird direction with it. Like, I, I don't know. Because I if it's for adults, you're targeting the nostalgia for So if you change everything about it, what the, the fuck nostalgia is completely gone. I guess they were like, oh, we want these characters to stand without Scooby-Doo. But, like, I don't know. When I was a kid and I watched Scooby-Doo, like, I was uh, only there me, for yeah. the dog. You know, I was there for the dog and Shaggy. I was buying Scooby-Doo merch. I wasn't buying Fred merch. Right. Okay? But, you I know, was there for the damn. There must be some method to the madness. Like, it'll either make a lot of money or it'll be canceled after that, one season. It's like I, going, hey, we're going to remake Marmaduke minus Marmaduke. Yeah, fuck Marmaduke. It's only about Duke. <laughs> it does it make sense, bro. Come on. Yeah, I just imagine they do that with the Warhammer 40K series. Only, you know, it's like, it's only, it's only about the second and the 11th. Every other Primark is dead. <laughs> Oh my god! How weird that would be! You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Be pretty Who the wild. Fuck is this guy? Like, it like all that shit you love about Warhammer, gone. I'm like, oh, bro, what? Imagine if the Henry Cavill series is all about the second or the eleventh. How? Would have some answers. But imagine how fucking for like, it would be kind of like hard for them to like describe all that shit to like you know the new person coming into this. Well, scene. this would predate. The, yeah, this would be her- This would be pre-heresy. Uh, well, not even pre-heresy. Uh, oh my God, why am I blanking? Well, pre-Corax finding too, because not every Prime Reich was found then either. So this would be huge. It would be super cool too. I would love it. Um, this is during the Great Crusade, even like before yeah, Great some. Crusade. Yeah, this is Great Crusade yeah, that, era. That's way before that. So it would be. This is like crazy. sometime of the scattering, like when they start finding them. Yeah, that's that's what I would love. I would love to, if they did that because they would just answer so many fucking questions. Because that's all we have right now is so many fucking questions. So getting back that's to what, the main arc, that's what's really funny about the emperor. He's like, I'm not a god, but we're going on a crusade. Yeah. Anybody who speaks against this is a heretic. He's a piece of shit. Kill him. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> whatever you say, golden man. Right? You have gold shooting from your eyes, and you can talk to me telepathically. You must be a normal dude. From across the galaxy. And make a whole... <laughs> right? Like, how hard would it have been just to be like, hey, Magnus, like, send somebody over to Magnus, like, hey, don't don't, don't tell if, don't talk to me, like, meditative-wise for, like, a few days. If so, you're going to fuck everything up. Like, how hard send would that pigeon. have been? Send a pigeon. Or even Malkador. <laughs> just like, hey, Malkador, I need you to go do something. <clears throat> right? 
Like, what? <laughs> they could have just done that, but I, I digress. So they get this gene tech. They bring it back to Deliverance, and they set up a little fob because they don't want they want this to be a secret. But it gets found out. They start pumping out new Marines. So the Dark Mechanican gives Warp Spaghetti, like, so, to mutate the gene and seed. And how good this was basically Primaris before Primaris. Because these Marines were bigger, they were faster, they were stronger. Yeah, they're beating the shit out of regular Marines who are Istvan veterans. Right. So, like, this is a threat. Like, after, after they woke them up, after their little change, like, two days later, they were, like, beating the shit out of uh, Istvan veterans. They just wake crazy. up and they, they, they vomit up old dead skin and blood <laughs> into a bucket, and then they're ready to go. Like, Ew. like oh, yeah, that's pieces of your body anymore. Yeah, you, you, you don't need that what? shit no Excuse more. Me? <laughs> so these dudes are fucking cracked out Marines. And they I also... did like how they had the little bet going like this. Oh, yeah. If you beat them. Oh, you can't beat them. And then they just wiped everybody. So I like how they added that about Raven Guard lore is that they love to gamble. Like when Bran goes on that Iron Fish ship, I mean that Imperial Fish ship, and he's just like, oh, if, if fucking Lehman Ross kills Horus, I will, I will give you my crusty old keys. And then the, like, the I Imperial found this bottle cap during a compliance mission. Right? Then the Iron Fist guy's like, I'll give you my first battle honor. And then he's just like, if Sanguinius kills him. And then like the, Imper- the Imperial Fist is joking. He's like, oh, I really hope my guy wins. I've always wanted a rusty set of keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bet seems a little lopsided. Well, you a know, battle it, it was more about, you know, um, it was a camaraderie. It was camaraderie, but it was also emotional connection of like the item. It wasn't like the price of the item. It's not like yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, five schmeckles then it was for this. Good. They did it in front of them. They're like, oh, shit, we can be cool. Yeah, it was like, we're the only two known loyal like factions right now. Because they don't know about anybody else fully. So it's just the Raven Guard and the Imperial Fists that are known to be loyal. So it's like, maybe we should not be assholes to each other. And it's in the Imperial Fist's credit, they stayed with those Raven Guards throughout the whole book. And they fought beside them the whole fucking time, even at the perfect And so did the Custodians, too. That is true. Give them a little credit. Well, that's not because they wanted to. That's because they were like, the gene tech must be protected. (laughs) They're being assholes. That's also true. So our agent now has been promoted to a sergeant. He's getting, he gets this, uh, this thing from Omegon to, like, actually mutate the gene seed. This isn't to mutate it always. This is just to, like, slow down their process of pumping out Marines. It's something that can be reversed. So, he goes in there and he talks to the only surviving, or one of the only surviving, uh, uh, apothecaries who's, like, his name's Sigma-6 and I love this guy. This guy, or, or Savente-6, or Avente-6. This yeah, guy's awesome. Yeah, they just call him Six. He says, like, yeah, I've only been an apothecary for, like, ten years, and apparently I'm the senior apothecary, so now I have this impossible task of rebuilding the Legion with my toaster-loving Mechanicum friend here. And they're like, yes, we have to rebuild the Legion. And I was like, wow, a, a true military story. Right? And he's, like, he's a super cool dude. I think, like, Six is probably one of my favorite characters in the book, so I was very sad when he dies. So he, he's, like, you know, he's doing all this shit. He's got an impossible task. And he was cool to Alfarius the entire time. He's just like, oh, you don't know where to go. Let me show you. Like, you know, he's like, he's like being a bro the whole fucking time. So that was another reason why I thought he was going to go. I was like, oh, Six is so cool to this dude. So he, like, tricked Six into giving him the code because, like, you know, they're getting attacked by rebels. Not like Space Marines, but, like, you know, the guild that Omegon's busting up. So our sergeant 
spy it's has pretty to pretty amazing that something. he was able to get all that infiltration and be on planet, bro. He was on planet doing all that shit. Well, he's a Primarch, and this is what the Alpha Legion does. Like, this is what the Alpha Legion is made for, just being secret squirrel crazy shit. So, Dude, did you notice... when he walked okay. Korax at the end? That was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Did you did you notice when he gets the code from his, uh, from six to open the door? The code is Poe, like Edgar Allan Poe. It's P O E. Yeah, that was a nice touch. I was just like, huh, I had to I had to rewind that. It's like, did they really throw in Edgar Allan Poe right here for the Ravens? Like, of course they did. Of course they fucking did. So our agent goes in there. He mutates the gene seed. The next batch of recruits start like growing, like you know, horns and all sorts of weird warp spaghetti things. And well, then- not. Not at first. At, first. at first, it's all going normal, and this is when they're doing their biggest batch, and then they send them into a battle. And during... then it happens. It was, it was the perfect uh, fortress, right? Oh, no, not the fortress. They did that listening post. They did the... Uh, the oh, the yeah, word it, was, it was a listening post, and, and then for some reason, under the stress of battle, they just started mutating horns, claws, a third arm. Which is all bad. So they get them they over. Demonize. Gorax. Usually, space marines are not about mutation. They're usually very afraid of mutation because, like, it's very, very heavily hinted that one of the either the second or the eleventh was completely destroyed because of a mutation in their gene seed. That's why Sanguinius holds the whole like black rage from Horus and the crew, even though they find out because he's afraid of his like people being purged. At this point, Korax is not giving a shit about the mutations. He's like, they're Raven Guard, regardless. We're going to try to fix this shit. And get them back. No, 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 bro. Raven. <laughs> but yeah, he he actually rode for those guys because like the custodians were like, "That's it, wipe them out." Yeah, Can't the custodians wanted He's like, them. No, dead. no, 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 no. They're they're loyal. They're Raven Guard. That's us. Right. It, it was crazy to see that because I'm so used to Primarchs being like, "Oh, mutation. That's like Xenos. Kill them." Like it's usually right? so. Oh, I felt like, so bad instant. for the little kid you follow. He's like, I want to be Raven Guard, and then he finally gets it. And he gets the fucking tainted one, right? He's like, oh, but hey, the tainted ones come through fucking heavy. The tainted ones actually save the day, which is pretty cool. So almost, almost. So this time everything is in plan. Alpha Legion have a ship, uh, fifty Legionnaires. They all fucking come to planet. They all attack with the guild. And this is when our agent kills his own squad. He stabs one in the back of the head with a knife, and then he throws his sergeant a grenade and then finishes him off with a bolt gun. Then he links up with the other ones. And this time, Agapito and Brand are very, like, they think one of... They they don't trust each other. Well, Brand doesn't trust Agapito because he thinks he's a spy. Yeah, they're they're like, why are you so sus, bro? Pretty much. That's a big back and forth. Pretty much, it's like, (laughs) this ain't bussin'. (laughs) God, God, are you a spy? Imagine if this shit was written today. Oh, God, I'm not a spy. <laughs> so it, it was, uh, yeah. So it's like a big fight. Savente Six gets stabbed through the fucking heart from his friend with a power sword. He opens the door for him, and he's like, oh, hello, brothers. And they just stab him, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm dead now. And he, like, falls like, over. brother, why? And then he, like, he, he actually, Six has one last thing that he does. Is he goes to the mutated ones, he like crawls over there and he like gives them their shit and he's like, This is where the weapon lockers are and I'm dead. So pretty much everybody on this like this little fob 
is fighting the outside element. They don't even know that there's an inside element where their shit's going to get, like, you know, completely fucked with. One of the agents takes all the Gene Seed stuff and hides it. Omegon's going to take that and run with it, but that's at the end of this story. And pretty much what happens is everybody in this station is oblivious to the outbreak and what's happening. The mutated guys, the mutated guys know what's happening because they were just told by Six. So they don't have armor on. They just have weapons, and they charge that station. And they kill a few Alpha guys, and they make the Alpha Legion retreat. But this time, the inner agents of the Alpha Legion are starting to make themselves known. And, you know, they're just killing Raven Guard. And then the Raven Guard is trying to figure it out, but they're very confused. And then the Alpha Legion are about to make their escape. And then we see Agapito with a last gun standing right there, looking at uh, all the traitors. Last cannon. Yeah, and he, oh, oh, last cannon. Dude. And he's just like, I know you are assholes. And he pretty much like Scooby Doo. Like, how'd you know? He's <laughs> like, you never saw the phalanx. Yeah, You're he like, brings oh. up little small things. I mean, like, how did you not recognize our home world? How'd you not recognize yourself? Like, you know, like, like shit that's like pretty damning. Which brings into like that flyover Korax's head. Yeah, like, why did you not bring this up to Korax, guys? I think Korax was so like. Brand brings it in because he's just like you. Like remember when uh, Brand had torpedoes locked on the station and fucking Corax is pissed and he's like, "Why would you do that?" And he's just like, "You have been so enamored with this shit, you have been blind to other things," which is yeah. a very ballsy thing to say to your Primarch. He took that way better than any. Well, imagine if you said that to fucking Perturabo. Well, to be real, I thought Brand was the spy. I thought Brand yeah. was the spy because the whole, like, okay, I'm not trusting this whole, like, oh, your guy had a dream. Because so like, like, they decided tried to push it like it was Agapito, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, it's going to be Brand. I was like, but it can't be Brand because he wasn't at Isvan. I was like, well, fuck, how but far But Omegon was at Deliverance. So exactly. they, it was one of those things where it's just like, how deep is this? And it was cool that they didn't so, make any of the main commanders. Like, they quest, made, like, a side character one. Question. So how... Why did he start having those dreams? You think it was something Omegon did? Uh, no. I think that was Psyker ability. I think, okay, so the thing about Psykers is not only can they pick up on things, but they can also hear the cries of other Psykers. So what I think happened is I think the Ex-Liberius that were part of the Raven Guard on Istvan, I think they sent out psychic messages. I think they were pretty much like, fuck the Emperor. Like, we're getting murdered. We're going to ask for help any way we can. So I think one of them let out a, like, you know, a psyker call for help or a, like, and I think that guy picked up on it and told Agapito, or told Brand, like, hey, I had this dream. We have to go. Hmm. That would be my guess. I mean, if you were in that situation, would you use every ability possible to you to, like, call for help? I mean, you know, I live in a morally gray area, so. So even if the Emperor said, don't do this, I'm pretty sure most of them would be like, yeah, this is important. We're all going to die. Um, I could not do this, and we can lose horrifically, or I can do this, and you could be mad, and we'll win. Exactly. So I know what I'm doing. So I think they I think they called for help. But I know how uh, Korax was just like, I got to find out why they decided to This is the best thing up. I learned. They never followed up with it. Sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. I would 100% agree with that. But do you remember that part when Corks is like, when he's going over the whole thing, he's like, I don't really know why Brand left Deliverance. I have to investigate this further. And he never does. He's like, oh, fuck it. He's know. like, note yourself. Follow up on that. <laughs> never followed up on that. Right. 
So after the Alpha Legion thing has been completely like you know stopped, Korax even praises the Alpha Legion a little bit. He's just like, "We have been betrayed twice, once cowardly, and once boldly." <laughs> and he's talking about the Alpha Legion being the bold yeah. one. Once like, oh, cowardly, once I think, boldly. I think that was the only like compliment you've ever given the Alpha Legion. In fact, that's the only compliment I've ever heard any other Legion give the Alpha Legion. Right, he was like, hey, well, good shit, guys. You did it. So the Alpha Legion only lost about 30 guys, plus their spies. So let's say about 40 dudes, 40 Marines. And then they got out of this, the gene technology to completely replicate Marines at that crit. And not only at a super fast rate, but super strong Marines. And then <laughs> okay, you said they got they got the gene tech. Okay, they got the gene tech, and then I love this part so much is Alpharius gives Horus the corrupted gene tech, so Horus can't use it, and I love how he hands it over, and Horus is like, how? Did, why would you just hand this over so freely? Because he Horus knows something's up. Horus, he's like, because you'll him. never be able to undo this. And he gives that shit to Erebus, and he's just like, oh, I hope he you guys... He gives it to Fabius Bile, right? Yeah, well, he, well, he gives it to Erebus, who's going to give it to Fabius Bile, and he's just like, oh, Fabius Bile is the best. He'll figure this out. And he's like, yeah, good luck with that <laughs> And then he just walks out, like, laughing to himself. They'll never fucking crack that. Yeah, ever. Fucking, oh, God. So that's the cool part, is Alpha Legion can now make... more. Like, they can make as many Marines as they want, they have the ability to infiltrate legions by this whole just find one dead marine who's still warm and do the face-off thing and can do whatever they want. So it's just like, which begs the question, where, like, they're literally limitless in what they can do. So to not expect Alpha Legion to be everywhere, is, you have to. You have to expect them. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a complete loyalist yeah, chapter. Yeah, they, they, that was all Alpha so many Legion. possibilities. It's insane. It's absolutely crazy, but you know that's the that's the cool thing about this is I'm curious to see how this is gonna play out. But the only reason, <clears throat> so, so they're they're technically traitor, but they went traitor because they thought it was going to meet the emperor's goals in the long run. So in a weird way, they're still loyal to the emperor. They're like that weird middle ground where you never really know where Alpha Legion lie because they're taking their cues from this weird like you know cabal of aliens. But at the same time, they're not nice to this cabal. Like, fucking Alpharius leaves that one brain jar guy out in the middle of space. <laughs> just... <laughs> He's like, yeah, they'll find you in, like, 300 years. Yeah, it's just like, like, dude, why, like, how can you be, like, following the Cabal and cool with the Cabal where you're, like, fucking over the Cabal at the same time? And then just fucking vacuum jet out their spokesperson? That's just, like, that's just Alpha Legion. Just like, yeah, we're just, we're just assholes. We what just... do you mean he hasn't got back? I saw him leave. We just do whatever we want because we are through the Alpha vacuum of space. Legion. We are Alpharius. <laughs> so overall, like, oh, go ahead. So like that makes you kind of question, like, how loyal are they to this cabal? Like, is there is their end game even the same as the cabal? True, but there is like, I don't know, man. Saint Celestine herself gives the Alpha Legion a relic, like a really important relic, called like the Beacon of the Emperor, in another book. It's not Horace Heresy. It's like a later timeline. I think we'll read that one maybe after this Bobby G book we're talking about next. Because, like, I, I, if the Alpha Legion were not trusted, why would the Emp tell Celestine to give them relics like that? 
That's what I'm saying, man. They're a very intriguing legion. Well, in a way, it's ultimate plot armor because they can always just be like, oh, that guy was awful legion. Or they can be like, oh, <laughs> surprise. Because like, they, they can still use them from... They, you can use them for uh, loyal reasons. Side. You can use them for... To just fuck shit up. It's like, like Cypher on a much bigger, like, you know, capacity. Yeah, they're just a true wild card. So, out of all the Warhammer books, and all the books you've read throughout your life, where does this one stand? Like, is this, like, top-tier sci-fi? Is this low-tier sci-fi? Where, where would you place this book in the Warhammer? Like, if, if one being shit, like the Logar Primarch novel, and ten... I was about to say, that has to be the lowest one. And ten being the best novel you've ever read in the Warhammer fantasy world, where would you say this book lies? This is because I'm at like twenty eight books now. Right. Uh, I'm so sorry, by the way. <laughs> yeah, dude, you were like, you want to try a little crack? I got I you. Like, ah, a little addicted. crack wouldn't hurt. Started with a YouTube video, bro, and look at where we are now. Yeah. So you're at, you're so this is top ten for you. Yeah, this is probably top ten. Because the be Siege rating? series gets so oh, good. It's got so many feels, too. So where would this book, like, would you say it's a nine, an eight, a ten? Seven? Seven. Maybe six. Because, like, I don't know a whole bunch about Korax or the Alpha Legion, but it was cool to see how they kind of work. And then it's kind of sad that the guard, like, kind of do nothing now. Right. For me, like, this... this they're still crippled to this day. They are still crippled. Well, they do a lot of stuff, but it's like outer, like in a way, the Raven Guard almost feel like a like they're worse Carcharodons. I was gonna say that, yeah, they, they kind of feel like a legion that's like on a crusade that's been kind of shunned. Like they're there, they do stuff, but they're not at the forefront, which is weird for a chat for a for a fucking chapter that was part of the original founding. It's like you guys should be like you know wet, shaking your dicks Do they around even like have chapters. Are they big enough to have chapters? See, I don't even know. I I don't even remember. I don't I don't know. I know they have breakoffs. I know they do have, the, you know, chapters where you know they're fathered from the Raven Guard. But the Raven Guard are just like you know, remember, uh, what they're fighting like a towel. They're out in the like outskirts of like everything. Right. So they're still kind of acting like a I know they're active, group. but they're not a force in my opinion. Well, they they might just be very secretive. But at the same time, it's like, do you think they're like that because they want to be like that because they're following, like, the word of Korax? Or are they like that because they're trying to find Korax? I think they're like that because they don't have the fucking numbers, bro. Well, they only need a thousand to be a Codex, you know, compliance. Yeah, but how many were left after the second betrayal? Mm, That's a good question. I'm I'm not sure exactly how many they have left. But a thousand's not a hard number. So they barely hit. had enough for four chapters after the after Isvan. That is true. And then they took heavy casualties when they took the gene tech away. And then they were like, we're just going to slowly... Well, they built about a thousand marines from the gene tech, so they were able to bolster the numbers a little bit. But they were like, yeah, we're just going to like rebuild normally, which is going to be slow as fuck. So after the Horus Heresy in its Especially entirety... Especially since they went through all the people they had as candidates, they turned them all into those... Uh, into those newer space marines. So they're gonna have they, to wait a few years. Their farming for... system was completely empty. So that, so since they're kind of a marauding thing, I wonder if they're taking people from like random planets now 
They must be. They have to be. They can't just go back to Deliverance to like you know get more. They probably yeah, they, they just... got to be going to other planets. There's no way. Only they're not doing blood yeah, tides is... like the fucking Carcharodons are, or the Blood Angels, or the fucking you know Night Lords. Like they're probably going about it a little nicer. Night Lords will take all the rapists and murderers. <laughs> we have plenty. <laughs> We'll call him the Painted Count. Oh fuck that guy! But yeah, dude, like this this book for me, I would yeah. say it was an eight. Is, I would say I would it had say everything. Seven. It had everything. It had Primark action. It had fucking mystery. It had a whole fucking spy novel within it. It had okay. Were you asking me like one to ten? Is in like out of one to ten or like yeah, out one of to one ten, to ten. I talk. out of one okay, to ten. out of one to ten. Okay, I'll give that. A I was gonna say a six. Seven, uh, no, okay. I thought you meant in like if I had to order them of my own. Oh, totally. Twenty-eight ever. So, so what? One um, scale of one to ten. One being shit, ten being amazing. Where is this one? I'd say about an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. It would have. It would have been. It would have been a hard nine if there wasn't just the inconsistency. Like, when did Omega get on planet? They never even it, addressed that. He was just showed up. It would have been a hard nine for me or anything if Korax fought Omega. <sighs> And according to Alpha, Amigon, he could have killed Korax, but he would have died shortly after. He was so close to Korax, he could have touched him. Yeah, he was like in his stupid Ogren suit. I just imagined him like in his costume, just, oh, da 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 da, I'm not doing anything. But they're so close to being that close. They're so used to being that close to other Primarchs. So it's probably just another day at the office for him. Plus, it's more important he survives with that gene tech because it just gives the Alpha Legion so much versatility. It's insane. Yeah, I'm surprised. God, that, I don't know. I. Maybe I just don't know. But from my knowledge, there's not a whole lot of Alpha Legion books out there, which is surprising with all this shit they got. How I would have liked this book to start is I would have liked this book to start with Korax fighting Logar and like you know about to kill him. Because I just I just I want to hear that fight. See what I'm tempted to do is this is book 18. And the Bobby G one we're on right now is 19. I kind of want to, after Bobby G, I kind of want to read book 17. So that way, it's like, okay, if they're talking about them escaping Istvan, then 17 is probably at Istvan. I want to hear the full, I want to hear the Fulgrim Ferris duel. I want to hear the Logar fucking, you know, I want to hear the Logar Korax duel. I want to hear about the Salamanders getting nuked from Perturabo and fucking poor, poor, poor Vulcan catching the virus bomb to the face. Dude, you just, wow, we're going on the we're going on the depressing trip, huh? It's uh, the, in the grim dark reality of the forty first millennium. There is only war, Isaac. You know this. So yeah. I think we covered Deliverance Lost pretty fucking well. I I thought the book was great for anyone who's interested in the Warhammer fantasy world so or the Warhammer forty k world. One, this is not a bad place to start. One more thought. One more thought. So there were uh, surviving Raptors, right? Yes. Those are one-offs then because he said because they said in there that they don't have the primogenitor like they don't have the gene seed anymore because they don't need it because they had the tech so they kind of bred it out of them I guess. Right? Well the Alpha Legion said they were going to destroy gene seed too. So I'm sure that they but have. I'm saying like once those raptors are gone they're gone. Because they can't take the yes. gene seed out to make another raptor. Exactly. Correct? 
once those raptors are gone they can't make new raptors based off that gene seed but any other they can make regular marines at any time but when it comes to these like you know these marine pluses like you know the primary and the, the primary took some of the took some of the Raven Guard gene seed on their way out. Exactly, which begs the question, are they going to make Alpha Legion that can do sneaky shit, and if they have the gene seed, could they potentially make Alpha Legion that can disappear? Very. Because we've seen Primark abilities transfer over to their sons. Very much so. I would imagine they grab a following whoever, and then use that gene tech, and now, oh, well, holy shit, now we can make salamanders. Can you imagine a fucking a legion more suited to being invisible than the Alpha Legion? No, that's right up their alley, man. That's right up their shit. They would love that. Oh, speaking of love that, I love that scene when that tech marine fixes Korax's like jetpack and hands it to him. That was an. That awesome was like scene. the one bright spot. <laughs> that was the one happy moment in this fucking book. I was like, oh yeah, nice Korax, like almost. Cr- Right? He's like, I can kill so many people with this. Thank you. He's like, it's perfect. I we love kill so many traitors. I love killing. And then, and then he got played. Right. So after after the, the like the main story, they decide they're gonna take the perfect fortress. They like they took that uh, word bear listening post as like a warm up for this. And this post is like apparently it's really perfect. Like Per Rabo designed it. So. It's like a hard thing to take. They have their civilian allies, the Tarians, like getting their ass pushed in. It kind of sucked because Korax is like, "Hey, I need you guys to like, you know, attack this thing, and we'll show up when we feel like it." So these ter- these Tarians are getting like, absolutely murdered. They lost so many people, and then Korax and his boys show up, and they like, you know, win the day. They take the fortress. I love that scene where they find that marble sculpture of Fulgrim, and they just knock it over, and then one of them steps on the face, and it blows up. That like, part's Oops. awesome. And they're like, all right, we're done. Here we go. And the fairy and captain's like, what the fuck, you guys? I lost so many guys taking this. And we're just going to leave? And then Korax is like, that's what we do. This is like, you guys could have showed up like a week ago. And he's like, all right, well, let's go. Oh, no, no, no. You guys are staying there. <laughs> right? Uh, and we're going to go. You guys are definitely going to die defending this place. <laughs> oh. And they're like, wait, what? He's like, but we just destroyed all the defenses. He's like, nah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's the perfect fortress. <laughs> Make it perfect. God. Korax. See, like, he, yeah, he let those guys out to die. He's like, where were, like, where were the Raven Guard? Like, what were you guys doing? Did you, like, stop for tacos or some shit? <laughs> Korax kind of used those. It never got explained, like how those dreams worked for him, and then it never got explained. I feel like Like, they're saving that for another book. I I feel like they're gonna, we're gonna hear back from Brandon Agapito at a later story. I'm hoping they follow it up because there's some loose ends to this book. So that's another reason I didn't give it a higher score is because there were loose ends. We didn't get a Primark on Primark fight. We got the retelling a little bit at the end of a Primark on Primark fight. I did love all the back things when they talked about him and his gestation pod, the second and the eleventh. Him actually kicking it in the villas that were designed for the Primarks, like that was awesome. It's just like, oh, this is what the uh, shit was. He was for. like, this is pretty cool. I could have been here the whole time. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yeah, and you could have taken the gene tech and made your Marines there, but you know, you're an idiot, right? Right, like why not? Surely they would not have invaded us. 
Wait, you're telling me I could do this in the most secure place on the, in the galaxy, in the universe? Nah, I'd rather go to Deliverance than the Nah, I'd rather somewhere. go hand this over to Alpharius and Amiga. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> I was like, bro, really? Yeah, I, really, I, bro? I was kind of hoping like he would have listened to the custodies. Like, you're not leaving with that shit. You're doing this here. Like, the custodies are unbearable dickheads, but they had a point this time. Right. And the Emperor even said, like, dude, I don't care if you die. I don't care if the Raven Guard die. You cannot let this fall into enemy hands. And what happened? It falls into enemy hands. Well, technically enemy hands. Like we don't know where Alpha is. And then, and then the Emperor's like, I specifically requested for this not to happen. And he's like, Oh well, you know. He's like, I will do anything, even if it means the destruction of my leads, and I'll destroy all this. And then it, go- and then it gets like taken away from me. He's like. Well, he doesn't even know it got taken away. He thought they destroyed uh, it. He doesn't know that Amigon, like, you know, has it. Nobody knows. So Horus wonder, doesn't know. I wonder what book where it's going to be where he just, like, rages out to the point of turning into this fucking raven apocalypse monster. I have no idea. I just know that we I want to see it. We need to it. figure it out and... uh I think it's going to be an insane moment of anger. I think he's going to go to the dark side with his anger, but it's it's not going to be a demon god ability. It's just something that was always in him because he's got warp energy. That's what I'm saying. Maybe so like, that's um, why I wonder what people... other Primarchs have like a bonus form. Maybe because... that's why he's banished. Or maybe that's why the Raven Guard feel like they're banished is because that happened to their Primarch. Mm, maybe and we'll see it a later I mean, time on that. if you think about it like they need well the loyalists need a power-up boost like they are sorely lacking you saying they need a super know, saiyan they need a super saiyan mode they need a super saiyan mode dude i would like, hate to read that power-up book just fucking four pages of ah! <laughs> you imagine that british guy then, narrated doing that oh you know what's a good drinking game God, who's an narrator? But every time he goes, boom, when he just accentuates the booms, I do like, like take a shot. the narrating guy. I love how they always seem to get the same dude every time. Right? I like the consistency. He's very good, too. Yeah, but think about it. Like, the their god, in, well, their chaos god infused. Like, it's, it's amazing that Khan to banish Mortarian, but, like, how OP was Mortarian? He just got cocky. So cocky. Well, Mortarian, then, like, we need to deep dive more into his character because I feel like they're going to flesh him out a lot more. Mortarian grew up kind of as spoiled little pissant because, like, remember the hot, like the evil dude? He was, like, his ward. And then when he found out there were people, he, like, said, fuck you, and he ran away, and then he was unable to kill that one guy. So it's like he he's always kind of a spoiled little like ants he was always kind of a spoiled little asshole and then the ep saves him life and he's like not like nice about it he's like you took away my final glory he's like what it's glory? like bro you would have died climbing the mountain you wouldn't even have got to the fight yeah i mean angron's situation it's kind of the same thing because angron knew he was gonna die because they were so outnumbered but like that one was so like if the imp would have just sent the fucking warhounds yeah. down there to fight and beside he... him he would have been so amped like, oh yeah you, this is my shit now and then but they would have taken not. the slaves that he fought with and put them into the Legion, 
How much happier would like anyone have been? Like how they did for been? Russ, like how they did for Korax. How they did for everybody. <laughs> for Mortarian. How they did, yeah, just name the Primarch. Pretty much the people they fought besides they made into their Legionnaires. So it would have been so fucking nice to have that arc for Angron because I feel bad for Angron. I feel like he is underrated in like his mental capacity before the nails and all that other stuff. But we're well, gonna I mean, have to. We read don't get to Angel see him really before the nails. Exactly. So that's why I think reading one of his books before the nails would be epic. But we'll get to that at a later time. But we're hitting our time constraint, Isaac. So before we cut off, what are your final thoughts on Deliverance Loss and the Horus Heresy series? Don't sleep on the Alpha Legion. I think that's actually very fitting. The fucking the three-headed Hydra, man. They're out there. Yeah. And they're watching. Because if, if they did that to... Did they do that to the Raven Guard? There were Salamanders there. There were oh. Iron Hands there. The Iron How Hands would be a hard one. How many sprinkle into there? Because Iron Hands are so well, they got fucking cold. Well, they're cold, and they're so like, oh, we cut off our limbs to implant this technology. It would be really hard just to be like, oh, yeah, we need to get a perfect, like, mixture of this shit. And plus, they're so, like, yeah. cold and robotic. Like, there's, like, very little humanity of them at certain points, so it'd be a really hard legion to infiltrate. It's like, what or is like, code 876421? And, like, I don't fucking know. I'm mean, you know? Exterminate. Yeah, you'd get a, you'd get found out probably easily in that legion. Or but like, salamanders, or yeah. The, if they went on joint missions and some and uh, son of Horus fell, who's to say they're they didn't get a little swap action there? Oh, you know what I, I mean? can guarantee they're in this like because once Horus was made aware that they can surgically implant faces, that went through his mind like how like he didn't ask it, but he was thinking it was like how many of the legions have you done this with? Like there's certain legions where I don't think it would work. Like, I don't think it would work Base with the Iron wolves. Hands. I don't think it would work with the Wolves of Fenris. I don't think it would work with... What was that other... I don't think it would work with the Fulgrums either because it's like all those people are so perfect and so giddy and gaudy. Like, every little thing... Yeah. I, I don't think an Alpha Legionnaire could, like, pull all that off. Um, yeah, but, that's a lot. But the other ones? Yeah, why not? I think they could totally be an Imperial Fist. Like, hey, I need you to read this fucking Blue Jackets manual 8,000 times and you can be an Imperial Fist. Imagine, imagine infiltrating the Iron Warriors, and then they do a decimation, and your numbers pulled. Like, well, fuck me. <laughs> what all that effort for nothing? Bye. Just get married, right? But yeah, don't ass. sleep on the Alpha Legion. Korax was. There's a lot more to him than I initially thought, but there's not See? a lot of it, unfortunately. Well, because I think he's going to turn into that warp monster soon, and that's why he's not at the Siege of Terra, and his boys are kind of left, you know, leaderless, because he is... I feel like he's going to get consumed for his hatred of traitors and Logar especially. So, I'm curious to see what becomes of it. But my closing statement for this book, it was great. I would read this book again. I think it's come a long way in the writing. Guy Haley surprised me. I'm a big Aaron Dembski Bowden fan, so seeing Guy Haley take the reins of this one and make it as good as it fucking was, I, I'm very surprised. I'm very happy with Guy Haley. But my final thoughts with this is I'm Alfarius. I too am Alfarius. And I bet you listening are also Alfarius. And with that said, we'll see you next time on the con.